Hi everyone, this is Plat 2. I am at the Southeast Linux Fest sitting here with, well, Rob, I know, um, Rob Zero in IRC. <laughs> um, is that generally what McGee, you go by? Rob McGee. Rob yeah. McGee, okay. Dev Rob Zero, yes. Dev Rob Zero. Um, how did you become a dev? What happened there? Is that like a Hal <laughs> uh, hiccup? Or well, in, um, in 19, I believe it was 99, and I was a Slackware beginner. I was posting on the Slackware forums when Pat had the, uh, the web forums at the time. Okay. And um, I was posting as just plain Rob, and well, some other just plain Rob kind of robbed me of that. <laughs> and so it just seemed like a cute little way to be uh, distinct. Unique. Yeah, yes. exactly. Cool. So this year um, at Southeast Linux Fest, is this your first Southeast Linux Fest? Yes, it is. Okay. So this year you are giving a presentation actually on PostFix yes. and right. what, like spam control? Right. PostScreen is uh, what uh, Dr. Venema calls a uh, triage demon, which uh, protects the, uh, the real SMTP demon from oh. the hundreds and thousands of spam zombies that are constantly bombarding okay. us. So PostFix, first of all, is a mail server. Correct. Um, mail transfer agent. Mail transfer agent. Okay. And so this would be something... You don't have to be running your own mail server to take advantage of what you're going to be talking about? or Actually, would actually I think that I doubt it would have a whole lot of interest for people who don't. Because this isn't stuff, this isn't user front ends like spam assassin. Not at all. This is more like. Not at all. But um, but it might make you think twice about what you're doing with spam assassin. Okay. All right. Interesting. Um, so who would want to? Who who is this talk aimed at? Like advanced users? Is it? Yeah, mail administrators primarily. Mail administrators. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, system administrators who considering taking on mail hosting for themselves. Gotcha, okay. But, uh, yeah. So what do you do in the real world? Are you oh, my goodness. I am <laughs> so desperately unemployed at the moment. Oh, nice, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been uh, I'm doing a few interviews and uh, uh, trying to um, find employment, but uh, it's not easy in my field. And I haven't been working in the IT world recently. And where did you get all this knowledge? Just, I mean, ex- I mean obviously well, I've been the postmaster, mail server. Right. So, as, you, as I think you know, I'm the postmaster for uh, Slack builds. Yeah. And uh, I've been doing that for a few years. Okay. Uh, back in, uh, uh, I guess, in 2005, while I was working as a um, IT, I was working for an IT consultant and also picking up some jobs on my own. I took on hosting for a uh, heavily spammed, very small business domain with only two real users, but well over 95% of what they got was spam. It was just spam. Wow, that's crazy. And uh, I, frankly, it, for, for geek-type people, it, it's usually not that big of a problem because we're careful about making sure our email addresses don't get harvested yeah. or those of us who um, have the ability to do so run use uh, tagged email addresses so that what we give out in one place is going to be that address is going to identify who it was given to, was given to yeah. and then if we find that it's getting spammed we can shut it off yep. well anyway these people hadn't been very careful at all and um did not know what they were doing, but within a week, I had them down to probably 5% spam instead of 95%, yeah. which did an amazing amount of improvement of the productivity of the uh, receptionist in that business. And then within a couple of weeks, I think I had it down to probably 1%.
Cool. Well, okay, so we're talking about email. What's your uh, mail user agent of choice? Personally, I'm, uh, I've been using Mutt lately. I, uh, yeah. Love it. <laughs> uh, it's, um, it can do yeah. anything. It, yeah. It's, but it takes a little more work to set it up. Yeah. I do, I have used K-Mail in the past. And, and I do like, I, frankly, I do like having a, a GUI for my mail because I might start a reply on something and think, oh, I want to go back and look at this other message. Well, in my, that's not easy to do. Yeah, you have to quit, and then you postpone right. this message, yes, and then you go back. And yeah, I know what you mean. So what about, like, you know, a broader subject away from the talk itself? You're a Slackware guy, or you're right. obviously administering I, the Slackware I started in Slackware in... Yeah, what's the story? 99 or 98, I don't remember exactly when that was. And um, I was... I was fortunate to be starting on a, a computer that was uh, not very good for running Linux even. It was a 386 with uh, an RLL controller, hard drive controller, if you're familiar with those, prior to IDE. And uh, the Linux kernel does support those, but you have to know that's what you need, and I didn't as a brand new right. beginner. I didn't have any online uh, help to turn to, so... I worked pretty hard to, I tried a, a Red Hat that I got from a book, and then I looked at uh, Zip Slack, which was only 30 megabytes, which I could probably download that on my 14.4 modem in maybe eight hours or so, <laughs> if I can get my wife to stay offline for that yeah. amount of time. <laughs> so that's what I did. I downloaded uh, Zip Slack, and uh, it's not supposed to be unzipped from a... Uh, uh, 16-bit uh, DOS, but I managed to do that anyway. Oh, cool. Nice. <laughs> it broke some... Accidentally, or...? <laughs> well, I, I ran into errors trying to unzip it, but um, I figured out how to work around those errors, and the files that had paths that were too long, it just wasn't able to, uh, to do that, Yeah. which turned out to be most of the Perl package. Okay. And it didn't really hurt me because I wasn't going to do anything with Perl on right. ZipSlack anyway. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, I tried to boot the ZipSlack and found I ran into the same issue I had with the Red Hat that it just wouldn't boot. Well, then I got the idea to swap out uh, hardware. And when I put in a, a real IDE controller, suddenly it worked. Nice. And uh, later, around December of 99... My Windows computer went belly up, and since then I've been strictly on Linux. Nice. And almost all that time has been Slackware. Um, if you count SlamD64, which I did oh, for a short time, cool. then it's been pretty much all Slackware. And SlamD, of course, was the 64-bit version of, or the port, port of the, Slackware, exactly. unofficial at the time. Right. Um, yeah, okay. Why Slackware, do you think? Is it a big philosophical thing, or are you just comfortable there, or you just, like, what? I was lucky. Um, yes, I'm a perfect uh, Slackware user. It worked perfectly for me, but I was just lucky that I happened to stumble onto that. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, now that I'm, now that I understand things better, I wouldn't change. Yeah. Cool. Me neither. Mm. Well, you know, thanks for um, all your work on Slack builds. I mean, that's uh, thank you for your support and uh, yeah. So thanks a lot for the uh, for the interview, and I guess we're headed off to the uh, 
to the sports bar or something oh for our goodness. pre-party. It's so 299. So I'll see you over there. Okay. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. For more information on the show and how to contribute your own shows, visit hackerpublicradio.org.